Do you see that sign over there? Now that sign says spaghetti. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. It says subscribe. Would you do me a favor and click that for me once? Now remember, you're all a big part of the podcast, so the more you like, subscribe, and comment, the better Vinny is. They're giving me the sign, and it says, we're going to go on in 10 seconds. So get ready to have a good podcast. All right, here we go. It's exciting, isn't it? In five, four, three, two. Live on tape from Long Island, it's the Larry Sanders Show Podcast. Tonight, Season 1, Episode 13, the Hey Now episode, directed by Ken Quapis, guest starring Bob Saget, T-Bone Burnett, Pearl Holliman, Ray Combs, and me, Tough Guy, Mike And now, because his dentist refuses to prescribe him any more hydrocodone, he's from Kitty! <laughs> We made it to the finale. Can you believe it? We made it to the finale. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Vincent DeVarino. Say, did you see that uh, Justin Bieber posted a video of himself showing facial paralysis from Ramsey Hunt syndrome on the right side of his face? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bieber said there were many reasons for showing this to the world, one of them being that in case he felt like dropping a Jada Pinkett Smith joke at the Grammys for Will Smith to know which side to smack. Give <laughs> <laughs> a little smack. Speaking, speaking of smacks, <clears throat> people are getting smacked in America. Literally, inflation is at a 40-year high. Gasoline soared past $5 per gallon, leading the world's leading financial analysis to formally protest President Joe Biden's false claim on Jimmy Kimmel Live that, quote, the U.S. is the fastest-growing economy in the world. And, yeah. yeah. When asked why he lied, President Biden admitted, well, it was Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't think anyone was watching. Okay? It's a good defense. No one was watching. Right? Look at the numbers. Oh. Okay. Special thanks to Gary Shandling's teacher and mentor, Roy London, and to my surf guitar teacher and mentor, Dick Dale. Season 1, episode 13. The Hey Now episode coming right up. No flipping. This is a Sirius XM exclusive. This is Seth Dudetsky on Broadway. OM to the G, you have to listen to this. What is that? Not because it's good, because it's terrible. Oh it's surf guitar on Broadway? What kind of an idiot would put an instrumental genre on the Broadway stage? Beach front, huh? Vincent Davarino. Who is that? Davarino. What a loser. Yeah, Not a mazin at all. This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show. This is the music that you hear as you watch the credits. We're almost to the part where I begin to twang. Then we'll surf, it's Gary Shanling Show. Season 1 finale, episode 13, the Hey Now episode. Originally aired on HBO November 7th, 1992. The writing credits are 
Dennis Klein, and Gary Shanling. So I waited six months to post this out of respect for Bob Saget, who stars in this episode and who died six months ago. The show starts off with the credits rolling, and uh, Bob Saget himself, you can hear him in the background chewing off Larry Sanders' ear during one of those live talk show segment interviews with that fast, quick-paced delivery of corny half-jokes. This was Bob Saget's actual delivery. He wasn't acting, okay? If you watch any of his live stand-up comedy, he does the same routine, and I can't stand it. (laughs) It's one note, the delivery, the substance, always shock, always out to destroy the Danny Tanner character. So, yeah, sorry, wasn't a big fan of his comedy, and I also wasn't a big fan of the way that he handled the Brad Gray situation. Yeah, Brad Gray was Bob Saget's manager, and Brad Gray was also Gary Shandling's manager. Brad Gray was accused of stealing from Gary and sending a crooked investigator named Anthony Pelicano to tap his phones, which he did, went to jail for it, because he refused to name names. That's right. He wouldn't name who hired him. And who was at the top of that list? Brad Gray. But of course, Brad Gray dies without ever being charged with that. And uh, while this was all going on, Bob Saget took Brad Gray's side. This crushed Gary, and Gary stopped talking to Bob Saget. Hard to believe he's dead, right? America's dad, Danny uh, Tanner. So I wanted to say something nice about him, okay? And I just did. Love that show, Full House, huh? All right, so the interview ends with uh, Larry Sanders, who bursts through the back doors with Artie and complains about how fast Bob Saget was talking and says he you know, couldn't get a word in. Artie comforts Larry by saying, hey, anyone with less talent would have interrupted him. And Larry says, I'm not so sure about that. (laughs) As he says that, who joins them and makes the twosome a threesome? Bob Saget and says, hey, was I, was I talking too fast? Was I, was I rambling? And Larry goes, no, no, of course not. You were great. <laughs> but Bob leaves them in the hallway. Artie starts to explain what tomorrow's show will entail. And don't freak out, but uh, don't panic. Macaulay Culkin canceled for tomorrow's show because of a geography quiz. Mm. You could really see the Gary Shandling Humor in that. Gary would be canceling because of a mental breakdown in Macaulay Culkin in 1992. Canceling because of a geography quiz. Brilliant. But here's what's interesting. When we get to the end of the hallway, Larry Sanders and Artie bump into Hank, who's with Ray Combs, the then host of Family Feud. Remember that? Yeah. Remember Ray Combs? Hank introduces Ray to Artie. Larry turns away. And makes facial features and body movements 
consistent with those of a disinterested human. That's right, the alarm, you hear it, it's time for DS9, Quark, Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine, you gotta believe, you gotta, sir, you're not believing, see, and now we gotta go back to the Larry Sanders show, because you're not believing. <laughs> Everyone's happy about that, right? All right, turn that off. So, Ray Combs, yeah, host of Family Feud for a short time there, and in 1992 was the host of the new Family Feud. He pressured his agent to try and find him some more comedy roles, such as guest appearances on sitcoms like The Larry Sanders Show. He was sick and tired of being typecast as the game show host, and that's exactly what Shanling casted him as. Ray and Hank invite Larry to the smokehouse for brewskis. And Larry says, no, thank you. Hank says, hey, now, which seems to bother Larry. But I want to talk about this for a brief second because Ray Combs never appears again on the Larry Sanders show. And what happens to him in real life, I believe, uh, affects the way that Gary Shandling will write later episodes for Hank. Let me explain partially, and then you'll have to keep listening to this podcast if I decide to keep doing it to uh, figure out the rest. So after this episode in real life, things start to go way downhill for Ray Combs pretty fast. Earlier the next year, uh, 1993, CBS will cancel the daytime version of Family Feud. Then Combs gets released and replaced by uh, Richard Dawson, the original host. So the ratings go back up, and he starts to struggle financially with his comedy clubs, uh, Caddy Combs and Cincinnati Comedy Connection. They get closed down uh, because of financial issues, and then his private house goes into foreclosure. His wife of 17 years files for divorce. He gets into a car accident and is in excruciating pain for the rest of his life. Then, uh, on June 1st, 1996, the police were called to his home on 1318 Sonora Avenue in Glendale, California. They were called over reports of a disturbance. Combs had been banging his head against the walls, but he told police he just fell in the jacuzzi. When his estranged wife, Debbie, arrives, she says to the police, not so, not so, he spent the previous week in the hospital for a suicide attempt with pills. So he was taken by uh, the police to the Glendale Adventist Medical Center, placed on suicide watch. And on June 2nd, 1996, they do a rotten job because uh, hospital personnel will discover uh, Combs hanging by his bedsheets in the closet of his room. He was only 40 years old. He left behind six children. Now, why bring all that up? Because in a later episode, I believe, in a later series of episodes, really, I believe what happens to uh, Ray Combs also sort of happens in a way to Hank. So you'll have to keep listening to find out exactly what happens to Hank that mirrors this. But just remember that we said it here in this finale podcast. I need to take a break. Did you see Beachfront Vinny's appearance on I Can See Your Voice? 
I don't think he's ready for Broadway. Hey, that's not fair, Dr. T. They put him between Jesse McCartney and Jenny McCarthy. I would have tried to convince the audience they were siblings, too. Surf Guitar, the musical. Original Broadway cast recording by Surf Asylum recording artist Beachfront Vinny. Streaming on all major music platforms June 24th, 2022. Produced by J.J. Hefner. We are back. The Larry Sanders Show, so old that one of the jokes Gary Shandling says is he likes it when Terry Gar comes on the show and hikes her skirt up. I believe if you Google the search term Terry Gar today, you will see why that's funny. So Larry complains to Artie about Hank being disinterested in the Larry Sanders Show. Artie tries to defend Hank. But Larry says he was asleep on the couch, Artie. And Artie says, of course he was asleep. He's a fucking moron. But Artie also points out that he's good at being a moron. He's good at being the village idiot. Jeannie joins the three of them now. The two of them. Well, she joins the two of them and makes it a three. She joins the twosome and makes it a threesome. And uh, Larry asks Artie to talk to Hank about sleeping on the couch. Now we're in the writer's room. We learn that Janet Jackson will be on the Larry Sanders show. Larry leaves the writer's room and complains to Artie about all the commercials that Hank is in. Artie is trying to talk Larry into being excited about interviewing uh, one of the guests on tonight's show, an author who wrote a book about dogs. So... In the main part of the office, Larry says to uh, Hank, hey, Hank, and Hank goes, hey, now, in response. Larry asked Hank at that moment in time to uh, read this. It's, a, it's like a cue card or, or you know, index card with jokes. And, so, and he says, what, what do you think about this joke? As he reads, Hank starts laughing. Darlene comes over and informs Hank about his calendar, his busy schedule coming up, all the advertisements, all the promos he's shooting. Hank reminds Darlene, hey, don't forget to uh, tell them, make sure they have Drambuie on that helicopter. (laughs) So Darlene leaves Hank and Larry alone, and Hank confesses, I'd like to fuck her, to Larry. And Larry responds, well, you don't play for the Kings. Now that's a reference to the Los Angeles Kings hockey team, if you didn't uh, know about hockey. Apparently, Darlene has an affection for hockey players. So Paula says, hi, Hank. And Hank says, hey, now. Larry is now really pissed off, okay? They sojourn to Larry's office. He says, I I need to talk to you for a second. Come over here. Come over here, Hank. And he scolds him for saying, hey, now. It's not a real word. It's not a real phrase. It's not in the dictionary. Use it in a sentence. Hank can't. Uh... Larry is now in the makeup room. He's having makeup applied to his face. Artie said, uh, Janet Jackson is landing. Larry says, no, she's not. She's circling. And Artie tries to assure Larry, she's landing. But Larry says, no, she's circling. And she's not coming. As they're talking with the door open, who walks by the makeup room quickly and says, hey, now. And of course, who was that? Hank Kingsley. Yeah. Walking fast by the door, Larry says, Hey, I wish I could pop in and out of work whenever I felt comfortable to do so. Something like that. 
Artie says, you know, I don't like to see the two of you like this. Larry tells Artie that he made Hank everything he was, that he found him on a cruise ship as a cruise director. So he feels that Hank owes him. And in response, Hank just treats it like a gig he squeezes in between his other jobs. So now we see Larry talking with Sid, the cue card guy, fixing some of the jokes. And he sojourns to the makeup room where Hank is having his makeup applied. Larry asks to speak with Hank alone. And he says, look, I'm not mad at you for hey now or for nodding off on the couch. Hank says, I never fell asleep on the couch. It's not true. As he's putting on a corset, Larry says, what is that? Hank says, it's a corset. Larry says, why are you wearing it? Hank says, I believe it makes me look thinner. And this seems to really upset Larry. Larry goes, well, I, why don't you shove it up your ass, okay? <laughs> so, so we see Larry looking a little distressed and unhappy and disheveled, walking around near the vending machines. He turns around, and who's there? Artie with Beverly. And Artie says, Janet Jackson is canceled. You were right. She was circling. T-Bone Burnett is in. This upsets Larry. Uh, Artie says, look, Janet Jackson's plane was diverted to Reno. Another genius play, by the way, in the writing, right? Makes it look like a mega superstar of the day, like Janet Jackson would appear on the Larry Sanders show in 1992. I mean, she was on the top of her game. She never does appear on the Larry Sanders show. Now on the live two-tape talk show segment, Larry is stuck with the boring, bespectacled dog book author. To the side of the stage, we hear Artie screaming on the phone to copter Burnett in. He says, what do you mean there's no helicopters? Tell him he's a burn victim. Oh, come on, man. If he was a kidney, he would have been here an hour ago. And then he hangs up the phone. Artie walks over to Larry during a commercial segment and says, you'll be doing a second segment with the dog guy. Larry looks up at Artie. He's like, you're joking, right? But I love the way Artie saves the day because Larry goes, wait a minute, where's T-Bone? And Artie goes, he's not here yet. But he starts laughing out loud at Larry's snide remarks in response to that to make it look like all is good and well in front of the other guests and in front of the uh, audience too. He reminds Larry that Earl Holloman sitting next to Hank as the uh, now second guest, he reminds uh, Larry that Earl can sing. He goes over to Earl and tells him how excited he is to read his new book and how exciting it is he has that new TV series with Delta Burke. I have to tell you, I really love the old Hollywood that Gary Shandling was obsessed about. I mean, Earl Holloman, he's still alive. As of the date of this recording, he's 93 years young. He is a legend of the Westerns from the 50s and 60s. He also starred in a lot of dramas at 93, with his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. One of the few people remaining that uh, represents what's left of the old Hollywood guard. And old Hollywood is what you see on television at these award shows. You know, like ones where one smacks another in the face for making a half joke, if you want to call it that, about his wife. And nobody says anything about it. 
That's, that's Hollywood. That's old Hollywood, right? Outdated, antiquated. Perhaps that's why I like the Larry Sanders show so much. Because in the 90s, Hollywood being famous, it was still cool. Old Hollywood, it was even cooler. It's not like today, where being famous is like a joke. <laughs> so, speaking about Artie saving the day, uh, Hank will also save the day, because Larry is struggling. He is running out of questions to ask the dog guy. Hank senses this, and he steps up to the plate. He says, doctor, maybe you can help me. I have a dog, Felipe. And Larry goes, Felipe. And Hank says, yes, Felipe Xavier Kingsley. And Hank says, doctor, my dog can't stop licking himself. Larry has a brilliant response. He says, well, that's learned behavior, Hank. When you stop, the dog will stop. And of course, thunderous laughs and applause from the crowd. Hank says the dog licks himself and sometimes will kiss him on the face. To which Larry says, I say cut out the middleman and just lick him right there and then, you know. <laughs> Thunderous applause and laughs. Hank says, sometimes I'll have a young lady come to the house and the dog. Larry goes, the key phrase there, sometimes. Always, always putting one in Hank, right? But Hank says Felipe puts his nose in a weird place and the woman always says, that's okay. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't know. The, the dog is okay. He could touch me. So Hank says... To the doctor, maybe, uh, maybe I should wear a dog costume so I can get away with that too. Earl Holloman, who's sitting right next to Hank, says, Hank, why don't you call my office, actors and others for animals? We can get you neutered for a very low price. Everyone laughs. Belly, heartfelt laughs. Larry looks over to Artie and asks, right there on live television, where's T-Bone? Where's T-Bone? The camera cuts away. Behind the scenes in the office, T-Bone is running down the hall with Paula with his guitar case, passing Darlene. Darlene asks, why is T-Bone chasing Paula? Larry announces that T-Bone is promoting his new album, The Criminal Under My Own Hat, but doesn't have the artwork or the CD cover. He just has a circular CD. Now, I don't understand this. It receives a Grammy Award nomination for Best Contemporary Folk Album and it was released in July of that year. I, I don't know why they didn't actually have the CD cover on the episode. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to it, I don't know. So T-Bone performs live, he does a great job, and we see Larry and Hank talking on the side of the stage while T-Bone is performing. Larry sort of apologizes to Hank and says, thanks, you saved my ass, to which Hank says, well, that's my job. And I did it without saying, hey now. Larry says, oh, look, I'm sorry about that. All right, I'm upset that you do the other jobs and I just wish you would spend a little more time here. I wish we could be friends the way we used to be. And that's all. And, you know, I miss you. And Hank says, I miss you too. And admits, you know, he admits to falling asleep. He says, I'm sorry that I fell asleep. But don't lecture me anymore, Larry. And Larry says, I can't help it. I've turned into an asshole these last couple of years. And Hank says, well, I've turned into a moron. <laughs> But what I like about this is that Hank says, just try to enjoy it, you know? Try to have a good time. And I think this is Gary Shandling talking to himself. That struggle to have a good time, to have confidence, to enjoy yourself, to smile. I think he was reminding himself of that through the Hank character. 
and it's brilliant writing because as a writer, I go through the same thing, right? You gotta be happy, you gotta be open to receive in order to write really well. I'm sure Gary must have been dealing with that and I love the way that he deals with it here through the Larry Sanders character. So that just about does it for season one, episode 13 finale, podcast finale. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Please find me on Facebook. If you want me to do season two, I love to hear your kind words. Thank you for listening. You may now flip. Podcast at gmail.com. I didn't say that. I said Larry Sanders Podcast at gmail.com.